Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Hi there, and welcome once again to GNAC Insider. We're glad you've joined us, whether it's on Tuesday night, you're listening live, or whether you listen to us by podcast sometime during the week, GNACsports.com. We greatly appreciate your tuning in every week or listening every week to what's going on in the GNAC. And we're kind of turning the corner this time of year, moving into spring sports. The Basketball Regional NCAA Division II Tournament wrapped up. Evan O'Kelly was there, and our co-host Evan O'Kelly is joining us now. Evan, we're kind of doing that change of seasons right now, aren't we? That's right, Kevin. Things are certainly shifting. And we've got a great show lined up tonight. Cross country, of course, is uh, something that happens in the fall. Then we've got a winter sport, which is the indoor track and field, moving to outdoor track and field. And a guy who knows all about that, Mike Michael Fries, will be our first guest. I'm looking forward to that because he's got a lot to talk about, a great indoor national championship that he had. Yeah, you know, they had a really special uh, weekend last last weekend both indoor and outdoor and and as he's uh, about to tell us all about they were on the west coast and the east coast they had a lot of really cool things going on well i'm going to let you uh, move ahead i just want to let our listeners know we got some baseball coming up rocky musgraves the northwest nazarene head baseball coach will join us in a bit and a little later softball will be the subject as we talk with western oregon softball head coach lonnie Sargent. so we've got it packed tonight but as evan said let's Let's talk first with Michael Fries, the UAA track and field and cross-country uh, head coach, and they just had the honor of being named GNAC Team of the Week with nine All-Americans at last week's NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. UAA also had five preliminary national qualifiers for the outdoor track and field meets in California last weekend. Freeze has been on the show a couple of times. We're glad to have him for the third time in his 24th season as Alaska Anchorage's head coach. Coach, thanks again so much for joining us tonight, and congratulations on the week you enjoyed. Uh, it's a pleasure, and thank you very much. So that must have been a thrill for you to see your team perform so well in North Carolina. Yeah, it was. You know, uh, as Evan mentioned, we, we, we had both coasts covered, uh, uh, I feel fortunate that I have a, a, a group of uh, assistant coaches that are that are uh, highly proficient, and recognized, and uh, have had Coach of the Year honors uh, uh, awarded to them as well. So I knew that uh, you know we had good staff at, at, at both coasts, uh, coast, and you know to see them deliver in a national championship setting is, is something that you really strive to work for. And you know it, it doesn't always work out that way, you know, but when it does, boy, it's really special. And I want to talk to you about that in just a minute, but first I'd like to give you a chance to recognize your assistant coaches, those who were in California, your whole staff, because as you said, it takes an entire staff to have the kind of success that you've been able to enjoy. Yeah, you know, Ryan McWilliams and, and Tony Thompson, you know, we, we, we brought them with our national team over, uh, you know, to, to North Carolina, and both of those coaches were regional uh, assistant coaches of the of the year and and, and their uh, specific uh, uh responsibilities and you know then I went with the uh the uh, the bulk of the squad uh to UNLV um uh, to compete and then we went over to uh 
uh, Cal State Fullerton and Occidental in the next weekend. And, you know, uh, we had a, you know, again, just great, uh, great uh, group of, uh, of efforts on, on both coasts. Talk about a ter- terrific athlete that you've had the pleasure of having uh, the the pleasure of coaching, Mika Shalimo. Our listeners will be thrilled, I think, to hear that he won the men's 3,000 by just one one-hundredth of a second. A fantastic way to cap a career. I want to talk about another brilliant effort he had. But, you know, I think about a, a, an athlete who spent four years working so hard and to culminate that indoor season with a national championship must be so gratifying for you and the entire staff as well as the athlete himself. You know, no question. I know he really wanted, uh, you know, it started off with the 5,000 and, you know, he, he, he lost an extraordinarily close race. So, you know, very talented athlete, but, you know, to lose it by three one-hundredths of a second, you know, he really kind of felt disappointed and, you know, upset, and he really wanted to come back, you know, strong in the in the 3K. And so we, we talked a lot. You know, we you know we kind of, uh, you know, texted back and forth and talked about some strategies and ways to try to, to, to eke that out. And, you know, but just the heart of a, of a champion coming through, trying to, you know, after that, what he perceived was a, a setback, which, you know, it really was, and it was, it was a great run. But he really wanted to try to continue to do anything that he could do, you know, to 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 win and you know to see him, you know, you know, come back and you know, obviously a great tribute to to the national championship and D two athletics when you see two very very talented athletes just pound it out lap after lap and finish so closely together and you know uh, you know that three K it was just wonderful to see uh, Mika pull it out. What kind of strategy do you, did you guys develop for that 3K? Well, first off, you know, you know, we, uh, you know, two weeks earlier we thought, you know, that Mika would have a little bit of a hard time in a, with a finished kick, um, so that we needed to try to, to do some things to try to, to stretch the race out, make it as long as possible to, to play into Mika's strengths. You know, uh, so Mika took in the 5,000, he took a, a, a lot of the lead and, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Probably led led too much and 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 kind of bore too much of the responsibilities and much of the effort with the pace setting. You know, and he still almost outkicked a, a sub four minute miler. So you know, with that, we said, you know, we're gonna gonna revert back to a little bit of our strength, and we're not gonna lead. You know, we're we're, we're gonna let the pace uh, of others kind of set it, and you know, we'll have our finish strategy. And we'll play that out if it presents. And we t- had a couple of different uh, scenarios where that finish uh, strategy could could uh, present itself. And of course, one of them took hold, and he took advantage of you know a very very strong finish. Took the lead with 500 meters out, and just stayed stayed strong. And and you know had was enough you know had enough speed of his own to to win a national title. That's very exciting. I want to talk about a couple of other athletes. Uh, let's start with uh, Joyce. Kip Chumba. Uh-huh. You know, she uh, has had a, just an amazing year. Uh, came to us from American International. Um, you know, had had some credentials, but really wasn't, you know, feeling like she was developing very well. And she just blossomed. She had a very strong summer. She had an extraordinarily successful 
cross country uh, championships, and she, you know, with her now having two All American performances at the national meet, she's just continuing to to evolve and develop as a as a student athlete, and it, it, that's wonderful to see because put a lot of effort into it, and they, they it's, again, it's nice to see those efforts rewarded. Absolutely. Now, how about Carolyn Anders? You know, again, you know, she's uh, you know a German gal who uh, insists on perfection, <laughs> and and she strives for it each and every day. I was joking with her today. I, you know, every time I say how you doing, um, I don't really have to go into coach mode because she she literally tells me everything that she needs to continue to work on, and uh, and so then we just go about setting the plan to to work on those. You know, an amazing athlete. I mean, she you know was very, very influential in us winning our, our, our conference championship for the women. She's competed in so many events. And, you know, to see her, you know, kind of continue to rise up and, hey, set a school record, um, you know, get a, a fourth place at a national championship. She's only a sophomore. She has a, a lot of room for improvement. And so it's going to be wonderful to see, you know, how she does this outdoor season and how she continues to develop uh, in her in her. Uh, the second half of her collegiate experience. Exciting for you. You've had so much success there in Anchorage. I know you always like to see those underclassmen uh, show their merit. Tell me about the athletes who performed well on the West Coast. You know, uh, you know our javelin throwers, you know, they've, they've been very strong. Uh, Frostburg Hagen, you know, we had an automatic qualifier uh, at, at, at uh, our first uh, meet at UNLV. Cody Parker, who was our national champion, he, he, he launched a throw that will, you know, most likely, you know, get him to a national championship. You know, we've got a lot of the season left, but to see him start off that well to kind of solidify, you know, the a national championship slot already is, is kind of neat. Um, you know, felt really, very good about our sprint crew, um, you know, to see our, our women get a provisional mark in the 4 by one and uh, to see uh, uh, a conference record uh, in the 100 uh, by uh, Jamie Ashcroft, and, um, and she nearly got it in the, in the uh, 200 as well. Uh, to see our men's 4 by 4 uh, finally kind of break through that 414 barrier. And, you know, they didn't have any competition. They won their 4x4 four by, four by nearly 12 seconds, but they wow. still set a conference record. Um, and so, again, it, it was one of those, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, the outdoor season, you know, is starting to mature. Now we need to start getting some further marks to kind of move up on the national rankings. Um, but, it's you know, the potential is there, and it's, it's really exciting to see. There's a lot for us to work on, that's for sure. And the GNAC conference as a whole is, you know, amazingly competitive. And so, you know, we, we've got a lot of work to do because I know all the other teams, are, you know, certainly respect the sport and bring a, a level of seriousness and professionalism to it that's amazing. It's fun to be part of, and, um, you know, it's just, you know, we're going to continue to do our part to continue to make the, the conference as competitive as it can be. Not to put you on the spot, Coach, but let me have you pick out either some individuals or teams in the conference that you expect to be very competitive against you this year. Uh, without a question, you know, Seattle, uh, Seattle Pacific on the women's side is extraordinarily well coached, and they've got a long history of success. And, you know, when you're a team that, that has had that kind of success, um, you know, you, you know what it takes to get to the level, and you're, you're willing to do all the work that's necessary. So they're going to be very, very strong. You know, Western Washington on the men's side carries so much depth, and, you know, they cover all the events. They really don't have any weakness. 
So on the men's side, you know, they're they're, they're just going to be a very, very tough team to contend with. You know, some up-and-coming, I was very impressed with Northwest Nazarene, you know, what they've been doing on, on the women's side and on the men's side. Um, you know, they're again, they've got a you know a well-coached program and, and, and are moving up. Uh, and you can see it with the athletes that are, are getting the national championships or getting it high on national rankings, and that's kind of good to see. And, of course, Western Oregon, a very, very long uh, history there. Mike Johnson, a very respected coach, you know, has coached at all levels uh, and has had an extraordinarily high amount of success. They're going to be tough. They're going to they're going to have a lot of good athletes and a lot of events. So that's fun. I mean, it's what you want your conference to be. You want it to be competitive. You want to see that that level of of competition spread across all the events. And when you go to a conference championship, not only do you want to you know feel good if you have the opportunity to win it, but you also want that conference championship to actually be a meet where you can continue to qualify individuals to a national championship. And in order to do that, you know, the meet has to have a quality about it, and it's good to know that we have that. Excellent. Very well put. Coach Freeze, thanks so much for being with us. I have a feeling we're going to talk to you again before the outdoor season is over. I wish you a great season, and congratulations again on the success you had this, uh, this season in indoor. Thank you very much. Sure, appreciate it. Coach Michael Freeze, UAA Seawolves track and field coach and moving into the outdoor season sounds very exciting in Anchorage. We have baseball and soccer coming up. Rocky Musgraves, Northwest Nazarene head baseball coach is going to join us a little later. It'll be softball with Western Oregon softball coach Lonnie Sargent. But right now, let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Anchorage, the Alaska Anchorage track and field team was named GNAC Team of the Week after earning nine All-American awards at the 2014 Indoor Track and Field Championships last weekend. Mika Shalimo won the men's 3,000-meter title after winning the men's 5K race at the national meet a season ago. In Pomona, the Montana State Billings women's basketball team fell to host Cal Poly Pomona, 75-68, in the Division II West Regional title game. Montana State Billings came up one win short of advancing to the NCAA Division II Elite Eight after winning the GNAC regular season title. In Burnaby, the Simon Fraser men's golf team finished in second place in an 18 field at the Notre Dame Dana Muir Invitational last week. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending March 16th can be found at GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. 
The invention is patent pending and could A. Lead to better forms of protection and B. Allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider. There is a new face in the world of baseball in the GNAC. Uh, Rocky Musgraves comes into Northwest Nazarene, having spent 14 years as head coach at NAIA Louisiana State Shreveport and has the Crusaders in pretty good shape right now with a record of six wins and six losses. And we're very delighted to have him on the show tonight. Coach Musgraves, thanks very much for being with us tonight. Oh, you bet. And I really appreciate you all having me. Well, that's nice of you to say. So, you know, one of the things I guess we grow to anticipate about baseball in the Northwest, I don't know about Louisiana, sometimes we can get a little bit of rain, but your team uh, came out of a long rain delay pretty nicely against St. Martin's over the weekend. Yeah, we sure did. Um, Actually, you know, when you compare the two in Louisiana, we're kind of, we're very used to the rain uh, coming off the Gulf, so that's nothing new to me. But uh, I was pretty proud of my guys um, here at NNU during that time. We were able to keep our focus, and we talked about that uh, against St. Martin's. And, you know, after, oh, I, it was probably a couple hours, um, I think they did a great job of maintaining fo- focus and coming out and uh, getting a win. You know, one of the things that's tough about a rain delay is you don't really know how long it's going to be. It's pretty tough, I would think, to, to kind of stay mentally peaked because you could, you know, the clouds could break at any time and before too long you're right back in the middle of the game or it could be like this one, kind of a long one. Right. You know, I, th- I think the biggest thing during a rain delay is you have to make a decision with your pitcher. You know, once a guy gets hot, like we had Colton McGuire throw a couple innings and then the rain came – uh, he was pretty hot, and then you sit down for a couple hours, you worry about, you know, doing damage to that arm. So, you, you know, that's where the tough decision-making comes in. And, you know, we were we made the decision right then to go with Aaron Vaughn uh, and, and bring him in because we just felt that that delay was a little bit too long for Colvin to come back. We thought he probably was going to tighten up quite a bit. Now tell me about Aaron Vaughn. I understand that he's done a great job for you. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, Aaron's kind of the ace of our staff right now. I think he's five and one. You know, uh, I tell you what, he just beats up the strike zone, and he does it with a, you know, a fastball that's not really overpowering. It's eighty-seven, eighty-eight, but he can pitch in on people. And then he's got a uh, cutter and a slider um, that are both nice pitches. And you know, when you can beat up the strike zone with more than two pitches, that's that's tough on hitters. And so far. He's been able to do that, and the, the, I'd say the biggest thing that I'm most proud of Aaron is that during some tough circumstances, if things don't go his way, say he doesn't get a call, he's really learned to recover from that and get, and, and get right back to his focus and attack hitters. So, yeah, so far uh, we're, we've been riding Aaron Vaughn. That's tough for a pitcher because, you know, there, there are things in athletics, we talk about this in other sports, some things you can control and some things you can't control. And you get a bad call every now and then, a pitch that you thought was a strike and it goes the other way. There's nothing you can really do about that. Right, you know, and especially for a, a guy like Aaron Vaughn who, you know, does a great job on both sides of the plate, you know, and he's going to nip at the plate a little bit. And, you know, he kind of he, – he wants those calls because he does such a good job of hitting spots on the black. And, you know, not every umpire is perfect. And, we're you know, every once in a while Aaron's going to miss off the plate a little bit. And sure, you want those calls. But when a guy, 
you know, kind of relies, has great control and relies on those corners of the plate and you don't get those calls, it can be frustrating. And that's what's so great about Aaron. You know, a lot of pitchers, they would get frustrated and worked up and, you know, maybe leave a ball over the middle of the plate. Well, not Aaron. Boy, he turns the page right away, gets rid of the frustration, and goes back to painting. Want to talk about a couple of your guys offensively. Tate Glasgow's giving your team some power, right? Yeah, you know, Tate, Tate does so many things well for us. Um, he creates runs. You know, he's, he's good about getting on base. Whenever we need a leadoff guy on base and he's up, he does a great job of working a count. I think his, uh, you know, he's got a 550 on base percentage when he leads off an inning. Uh, and he's just a headsy ball player. He's going to get hit by pitches. He's going to get on base with walks. He's going to hit doubles. Every once in a while, he's going to pop one out of the yard. Uh, he seems to be able to do it under pressure, uh, which is something that as a team we've not been, you know, real good at. But uh, Tate, he's he's one of the – silver linings for us he's really been able to handle the pressure for us offensively well you get a guy who can do things with men on base that's worth a lot <laughs> yeah you know I, I think uh people pay a lot of scholarship money for those guys and you know and luckily we've got Tate and you know Tate's coming off a, a, a knee injury and you know we just come back from western Oregon last weekend and he kind of tweaked that knee again and we're Luckily, we've got a week off, you know, a bye week, so we're going to get him some rest, and we certainly hope he can come back from that tweak in his knee because uh, he's, he's one of the most valuable people in our lineup right now. Another guy in your lineup who's done a lot for you, I know, is Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah. Ryan, you know, Ryan's the – I would say if we had an athlete that, had, you know, was close to being, a say, a five-tool guy, you know, a guy that can run, that can hit, that can hit for power, that can throw and field – It'd be Ryan. He's, he's just an all-around athlete. I think right now he's, he's starting to get some confidence, and Ryan's a guy that's driven by confidence. When he's hot, boy, I tell you, he's tough to stop. What we're trying to get him to the point right now that, you know, say he has in that bat that doesn't go his way, you know, just trying to get him back and get that confident feeling. And as soon as he can do that and recover, man, I tell you what, watch out, because he is super talented. Okay, now you've got Montana State Billings coming up uh, on March 28th. Tell, tell us about uh, facing Montana State Billings. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm, a, I'm a rookie to this league, and uh, so far just, you know, I've, I've got to see Western Oregon. I've got to see uh, the Central Washington and St. Martins. And, you know, judging by them, the, the league is, is very talented. And then, you know, you look at, at, at Montana Billings, and all I've got to go by is the stats and the scores. Well, even when they were struggling early on, boy, they were coming awful close in a lot of games and losing some one-run games. And then, you know, of course, last weekend they go and they split uh, two and two with St. Martin. So, man, I tell you what, they they may be, uh, you know, hiding in the weeds on everybody. I, I think they're going to be a lot better than uh, what their record is right now. I imagine you've got the baseball fans in Nampa excited. It's nice to see a fresh face come in and have some early success. I wish you the best of luck uh, the remainder of the season, Coach, and thanks so much for being with us tonight. Well, I, I really appreciate this, and, and uh, I enjoy talking. So anytime you guys want to give me a call, I'll get on there again. <laughs> You're good at it. I sure appreciate it, Coach. Thanks so much. We've got some great personalities in this conference, and I appreciate it so much. And we're going to talk a little softball coming up. In just a moment, right now, let's see what's happening this week in the GNAC. 
In baseball, conference action continues this weekend as Central Washington hosts Montana State Billings and St. Martin's hosts Western Oregon. Doubleheaders are scheduled for Saturday and Sunday in both of the four-game series. In softball, six GNAC teams are set for conference games with action running Friday through Sunday. In track and field, Six GNAC teams are set to run on Saturday, with five heading to Eugene for the University of Oregon preview meet. In golf, Montana State Billings is set to host the Yellow Jackets Spring Invitational, running Thursday and Friday for both men's and women's teams. And follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook for all of the latest news, scores, standings, highlights, and more from around the conference. Get the degree you need for the life you want at Central Washington University. Small classes and nationally recognized faculty passionate about teaching give students a chance to do what they're learning. Central's approach takes students beyond the limits of textbooks in the classroom. Visit CWU in sunny Central Washington and online at CWU.edu. Learn. Do. Live. At Central Washington University. Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a lake tower room with the cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit cdaresort.com. Well, our last guest, Rocky Musgraves, new to the conference, and we're going to talk with a gentleman now who's in his second year in the conference as a softball coach, Lonnie Sargent, Western Oregon softball head coach, and his team has won eight games in a row, currently in first place in the GNAC standings, the only team to be undefeated in conference play with a record of six wins and no losses, a preseason pick to finish third in the conference, and new to the GNAC, only in his second year, but 21st year as a collegiate coach, Coach Sargent, thanks so much for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider. Well, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, congratulations on the great start your team's off to. Tell me about how they're playing. Well, I think uh, they're they're playing really well. They're starting to gel together, and, uh, you know, we had a rough start uh, way back at the beginning, and uh, now you can just start to see all of that work they've put into uh, to everyday practice and, and games that uh, starting to pay off for them. So how is that materializing? Tell me about, you know, uh, is it pitching? Is it hitting uh, defense? What do you really see as, as, as uh, what's brought the team together? Well, I think it's a little bit of all of it. Uh, you know, our pitching's uh, doing pretty well. They're starting to get into a groove. Um, our defense feels really good behind whichever pitcher is out there, uh, which I think makes a big difference on, you know, the kids that are in the, in the circle and how they play. Um, and then our offense is, stepping up to the plate and and getting their job done as well so it's kind of everything's kind of coming full full circle and you know we've been very fortunate in the games that we've played so far and you know very tough competition up to this point which uh, uh, will not get any easier coming up you know I think you already mentioned that when your defense plays well it adds to your pitcher's confidence but I think when the team is hitting well that helps the pitcher's confidence too doesn't it 
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if you can get a few runs on the board, it uh, it definitely helps your pitcher uh, to to be able to not necessarily relax, but feel good about where they're at and and do their job on their their end to make sure that uh, they can stay in the game. Let's talk about some of your pitchers. Uh, GNAC pitcher of the week, uh, Kelly Dimunu. Tell me about her. Well, she's just uh, you know she's a strong kid, a really incredible work ethic. Um, uh, moves the ball pretty well, and uh, you know she just has a lot of confidence when she's out on the mound and uh, or in the circle. And uh, you know our defense because she's new took a little while for them to get used to her pitching style, and um, now that they they've gotten used to that, they've played really well behind her, and uh, she just is you know a very excited player that you know gets her teammates excited as well. Is there something about her pitching style that's different than the others? Uh, not necessarily. I think um, she just she just really can hit hit her spots pretty well, and um, you know knows you know just kind of where to be at the right times. And I think uh, you know with our new pitching coach and uh, as well, they've they've really started to click, and uh, they they have now got into a good rapport uh, back and forth, and and learning about each other and which pitches are going to work uh, against different teams. And uh, you know some days. You know things are going well, and some days they just—it's uh, a struggle. But uh, she's fortunately been doing pretty well for us. Excellent. Let's talk about a couple uh, of the bats in the lineup. Melanie Pfeiffer. Yeah, Mel is. She's a senior, and boy, what a what a great kid to have on, in anybody's lineup. She just works harder than than a lot of people out there, and uh, every day she comes with energy. Uh, works hard. She's diving all over the place at practice. She wants to get better every day, and and uh, that's what uh, I think she's wanting to go out with this year. Being, you know, as no matter where she ends up, she's going to give everything she has to uh, to finish the season on a, on a good note. And um, and she's she's just been one of the spark plugs for our program for sure. I saw one of the an interview with her on your website, your team's website, and what impressed me was. Here's the team uh, playing so well, and and she's sitting there saying we can do better, <laughs> and and we need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just talked about that a little bit today. That uh, you know, coming up with you know a couple teams this weekend, St. Martin's and Central. Uh, we we have to definitely play at the the our highest level to compete with those teams, and you know everybody's out to uh, to beat everybody else. Obviously, that's what we do, and uh, our team. Uh, I I think they can be better, and and which is really exciting as a coach to watch and and our players are starting to buy into that which is even more exciting good for you another person i wanted to ask you about amanda avola yeah amanda is is another one of those workhorses that just you know gives everything she has every day and you just know that you know she'll come through with a, a big hit here and there and Every you know, every so often she might have an off day, but it's it's not very you know it's it's not going to be the norm for her. And uh, she hits the ball hard, and um, she she just plays with you know raw emotion as far as the the game of softball. And she loves it, and she loves her teammates, and and they absolutely love her, and will follow her anywhere. You already mentioned St. Martin's and Central Washington coming up uh, this weekend, uh, this week now. It's kind of early in the season to have a big weekend, but it looks like a big weekend to me. <laughs> yeah, I think all the weekends now are going to be pretty big. So, um, you know, anytime you start conference, you're you're in in the thick of it, and 
uh, with St. Martin's being, you know, they're just right, you know, one game behind us. And, um, you know, they're coming into this, the GNAC, you know, being my first year last year, that's a, that's a pretty good rivalry there and Central as well. So I think, uh, you know, it could go either way, this, this four-game series here. And um, we're looking forward to it. I think being at home, it's going to uh, hopefully help us a little bit get our uh, home crowd going and, um, you know, it looks like to be a, a good weekend. So we got we got to play well, and and hopefully they they have a little bit of an off day would would help us as well. <laughs> How's the health? You got everybody pretty healthy? Uh, yeah, everybody's feeling pretty good. You know, we got our our uh, mid season tweaks here and there, but uh, our training staff is really good, and uh, they've been working with our kids, uh, you know, almost nonstop. So that's to keep them healthy and keep them going. So that's uh, that's been a big uh, plus. Coach, I wish you a good weekend, the continued success in the GNAC, and thanks so much for being with us tonight. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Lonnie Sargent, the Wolves softball coach in Monmouth, Western Oregon, and uh, I'll tell you what, you, you, they're off to a terrific start. You see these new coaches come in and uh, really do well with these programs. It's exciting for the conference. Let me welcome back. Evan O'Kelly. Evan, I know you're a, a baseball fan. I'll tell you what, it's that time of year. It's fun to see baseball and softball in the Diamonds. Yeah, and uh, like you just mentioned, it's good to have uh, fresh uh, energy here in the GNAC, um, bringing in some uh, good competitive programs that are kind of turning things around. You know, you look at Northwest Nazarene and baseball, they're in second place in the conference right now and really having a strong start to their year. Yeah, and I think everybody likes to see a tough uh, competitive conference. I mean, we talked about it a lot in basketball, and I want to give uh, hats off to all the all the teams, men and women in basketball, the season just wrapping up. But it's been a great season for the men and the women, and a particular tip of the cap to a fantastic season for Montana State Billings women. Yeah, you know, they uh, battled really tough uh, through a ton of adversity all throughout the year, and uh, made it all the way to the regional championship game. That was actually last night down in uh, Pomona, California. Came up a little bit short, but boy, they're a really great team. And uh, GNAC certainly proud of the way they carried themselves this season. So now we turn, as I said uh, at the beginning of the show, we're kind of getting ready now for the outdoor track and field season. We've got baseball, we've got softball, we also have golf. Yep, that's right. Uh, kind of shifting over to uh, what hopefully will be some uh, warmer weather over here on the on the West Coast uh, coming up shortly. But it's uh, that time of year again uh, on the diamond, both softball and baseball. Um, we got golf teams um, getting set for big tournaments um, before the GNAC uh, championships coming up. And then, uh, like we talked with Michael Fries earlier, outdoor track is well underway as well. And folks who want to follow that can do so via Facebook and Twitter, as well as GNACsports.com. Yep, that's right. We'll have all our usual coverage, um, just like we did over the winter for basketball, uh, tweeting out scores and highlights, things like that, and sharing news via those outlets, as well as GNACsports.com. Well, Evan, I thank you so much. I know you uh, went down to Pomona. Was it a good trip? Everything uh, went well uh, uh, for you and for the conference, I suppose. I'm not all the – obviously the uh, – uh, the championship went to Pomona, the home team. The home team advantage is it's got to be a, a, a pretty big deal, I would think, in a in a tournament like that to be at home. Yeah, you know it it is. Um, it was a really good trip. You know, we had four four teams on the women's side in the eight team field, so it was just really exciting to um, have our 
have our schools there representing the conference and playing just some really great basketball, all four of them, Alaska Anchorage, Western Washington, Simon Fraser, and of course, uh, Montana State Billings just played um, some great basketball. So it was a great weekend. I'm glad you you recognized them all because they all did have a great season, as did Seattle Pacific uh, men uh, in their uh, regional championship. Evan, thanks so much for all the work you do. We appreciate it, and we look forward to having you uh, on the show again next week. We'll talk to you then. Okay, thanks so much, Evan O'Kelly, and thank you so much for joining us each week on GNAC Insider. Until next week, have a good night. Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash Insider. Or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com. Or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.